You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 190. This episode is brought to you by PureWod, P-U-R-E-W-O-D, PureWod.com. The discount code is G-G-W, and that gets you a discount to support the podcast and let them know that we sent you. Claire's been using the protein. I've been using the pre-workout, the post-workout, the greens, and we really love these products just because they're really easy to digest. Claire, when do you use your protein one? I use it all the time. If I work out that day, then I usually will try to to use it within about an hour of the workout. But even if I don't work out, I still use it because it helps me get more protein into my day. And um, sometimes I have a hard time hitting my protein macros because I don't like walk around with a can of tuna in my purse all the time, which no judgment if that's you. Congratulations. (laughs) And what's your your secret concoction again? It's lemonade and what? Yeah. The vanilla protein powder lemonade combo. If you haven't gotten on that bandwagon yet, better do it. Yeah. So the protein's really good. And I have been singing the praises of the post-workout because it tastes like a sweet potato. It's so good. So that's P-U-R-E-W-O-D.com, the discount code G-G-W. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Claire, the open is in like a day. Yeah. When people listen to this, the open will be today. Today. The announcement will be tonight. I cannot be more excited. I can't believe it's finally here. Did you finally sign up? I don't think I'm going to. Okay, Claire. All right. Well, let's... Let's uh, let's hear the explanation because I'm sure everyone's freaking out right now. You want the explanation? Basically, the explanation is that I am stateless. I am like a CrossFit refugee right now. <laughs> I don't have a gym that I go to regularly enough for me to feel like I even have like a team to sign up on or that we have a regular enough schedule where I even know if I'm going to be able to do the open workout like at all, let alone, you know, at the same. Anyway, so yeah, life's kind of crazy. don't really have. Right. And so I. I still have every intention and everybody says this and everyone and then it's like, oh, just sign up. You know, we're like, well, I'm still going to do the workouts. I am still going to do the workouts when I can. Yeah. The biggest thing is like, I just am not really affiliated with a gym right now. And so like on the little thing where it says like, what, who's your affiliate? Like, who do I put? That's where I'm at right now. Okay. I think we'll let that pass. It's just logistical basically. Uh-huh. So, and also I've worked out two times so far in February and it is now February 20th. And one of those times was in my own driveway. Uh-huh. So there's not been a lot of fitness happening for me. I, in the last like few months. Your, your garage which, gym looks really fun. It's just a barbell in a box. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it looks fun when you're outside. It's like, oh, yeah, it is cool. Fun. It is fun. But yeah, what about you? Are you excited? I know you already signed up. Oh, I signed up the first day, which is so dorky of me. Yeah, I'm, uh, it's that time of year when you put the app on your phone. I don't ever keep that on my phone, but it's the CrossFit Games app. And I got to load that back on my phone so I can keep track of the leaderboard and keep track of your gym leaderboard, which is always really fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm kind of nervous. Of course, there's going to be movements that are going to be challenging. And I think we all feel that way when the movement comes up that you're struggling with or you know it's your weakness and you're like oh man this workout I just want this workout to be over and you go through all those emotions but every year we get through it and it'll be fine and who knows if I'm going to get a muscle up what do you want to to show up in the 17 one I you know there's a lot of I mean there's guesses up and down you could go either way but I have heard a lot of people talk about having it be a repeat of 16 one with dumbbells and instead of you know the bar for the overhead squat Mm -hmm. which would be fine Mm -hmm. I mean I just a chest of our pull-ups, anything that's really pulling is not my strength. So I'm not really wanting to see chest to bar muscle ups out of the gate. I would like to have a workout. And I think that they do a pretty good job with the first workout being something that everyone kind of feels somewhat confident doing. So I'm hoping that that's the case this year. <laughs> it's always hard to start the open when you feel like shit. You're like, ah, I can't do that movement. <laughs> it's like, 
Like, I hope they start, just, yeah, I hope just, they start just, with something just good. Just eliminated. Right, exactly. Like getting killed with a cornucopia. Right. <laughs> Never even had a chance. Yeah, so. That's how I felt with that workout, however many years ago it was, where it was like 150 wall balls, and then you got to do double unders, and I was like, double unders are the one thing I can do. Yeah. You're going to make me do an hour of wall balls first? Like, come exactly. on. Exactly. I totally remember that workout, yeah. And so I just, I remember getting through the double unders, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do the muscle-ups, because I don't even have a pull-up at this time. Oh, I didn't even get through the wall balls. Oh, really? I, God, that was 2012? When was that? Oh, I think it was 2013. Yeah. Because, yeah, we, I remember that I was so bad at wall balls like so, I mean I'm still really bad but I was so bad at wall balls and I had never actually done them to the target before and I it was 150 and I was literally doing sets of three like just stop and imagine what it would be like to do 50 sets of three yeah that'd be pretty tough it was soul sucking yeah to say the least. <laughs> well I, I don't know I I mean everyone can guess until they're blue in the face I mean there's I think there was a post on Dave Castro's Instagram today that was like who knows something cryptic and so everyone's trying to read into the tea leaves and predict. And I just don't think we can. I mean, there's so many variables and we'll see. We'll find out. But I just, I love the anticipation. I love the moments before when everyone's just kind of crowd around, really excited. and The two athletes are ready to go. And, and then they announce it. And we're like, oh, it's so great. I'm pumped. Speaking of the announcements, we are going to the Madison announcement. Yes, we are. So we're going to go to the 17.5 announcement, which I think is March 22nd. I think it's the 23rd. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. March 23rd. Whatever that, yeah. And mm-hmm. so I forget where it's like, which gym exactly it's at in Wisconsin. Or it's mm-hmm. not even at a gym. It's at like, but there, so we're going, we're kind of killing like five birds with one stone. Um, the first and biggest bird being that we're staying the weekend and visiting Brandon's family and we're bringing Miles and doing the whole thing. But I think it's going to be so fun. It's the Doters. It's Katrin uh, versus Sarah. Which, which um, I, I kind of have this feeling that they are like ready to throw down with each other. Yeah, I can see that. I'm, I'm excited though. I think because didn't Sarah end up winning? She's the she fittest in something yeah. else recently. Well, she's I think she I don't know how this I don't know what's going on with this, but they did some fittest. She posted something where she was like the fittest in her region or something. Does that make sense? Well, because Katrin's not in her region. Oh, okay. Right. Remember Katrin's out of yeah. Crescent, New England now mm-hmm. with Ben That's Bertram. right. That's right. But yeah, I think it'll be really fun so if you are in wisconsin or if you've been thinking about road tripping for the open announcement do it because we're going to be there and we're going to kind of do like some recon for the crossfit games and i'm really excited i think it's really fun i went to oh my gosh it was like the 13.2 announcement that they did at crossfit roots forever ago back when i had my blog Mm -hmm. and i had so much fun i went with matt karasik do you remember matt karasik oh yeah totally yeah he and i went and it was you know who it was it was Kristen clever versus talena fortunato Oh my god! And I met that Bob Harper. Shut up. Yeah. Wait, Claire, how did we never talk about this before? We totally talked about this. Okay. And you I think, like and I, think that I didn't think it was the big deal that I met Bob Harper. And I was like, oh yeah, then you know, like that Biggest Loser guy, he was there and I said hi to him and you were like, <gasps> and you like flipped out. <laughs> I can't imagine myself flipping out over that. <laughs> no, totally not. Okay. I just looked at her Instagram post and she says, always fun to get a surprise mail that says you're the fittest in Iceland. But why would they send that to you now? It's like January. I don't know. Anyway, I'm so confused. I don't know. In any event, the Open is here. We're going to see the daughters. We're going to go to the 17.5. And it's going to be great. Can I just tell you how frustrated I am with muscle-ups right now? Please, Joy, enlighten us. Well, I'm always frustrated, but I'm especially mad. I was just, I did a Facebook Live, or not Facebook, uh, Instagram Live just now, like while I was waiting for you. (laughs) 
And I was telling everyone, whoever was watching, I'm so sorry that you had to witness that. But I was more or less lamenting that muscle-ups are not going to be in my future. That's kind of where I'm at in my headspace right now. I'm like, I just think... You're just, I just never going to get No, one. I just, I don't think I'm built for it. It's like... People who are built to be weightlifters. I'm just not built for a muscle up. That's my that's yeah, my logic right it now. It doesn't mean that you like look. <laughs> that's my logic. I mean, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you live in your pity party world because I know sometimes it needs to happen. <laughs> but I think that it's I am confident that barring like I don't even want to say that if you only had one arm you wouldn't be able to do muscle up because I think there's probably some one arm people out there who can yeah. totally do muscle ups. Right. So. I don't think there is such thing as a muscle-up body type. I think there is, and I think it's not small <laughs> small people. <laughs> I think it's okay, small gymnasts. Okay, I think that okay. There's definitely a body type that is like easier. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say that about anything. Sure, that'd be like me saying like, "Oh, joy," and this is a bad example because I hate running, but it's not like I can't run. But like. For me, it's yeah. like, uh, I, I don't like running because I'm not built for it, but it's not like I like physically can't do it. Yeah. It's just harder for me than it is for some other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think you're going to get it, Joy. I think yeah. it's all in your head, and I think I think at this point, you have sh- proven to everybody that you are strong enough to do it, and it's just a matter of, like, I don't know what it's going to what it's gonna take I to get know. you out of your bubble. And, yeah. just get, and like, it's going to be one of those things where it's, like, that time where you don't think you do anything different, and everything, you know, and, like, something just clicks. Yeah, we'll see. Happen. I, you know yeah. what the difference is? It's huh. going to, I'm going to have to be there. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> Universe knows. That if that's, I'm not there to Instagram you. That's actually it, true. It just didn't happen. So that's probably what it's with. Well, I got a new deadlift PR when I was there. Yeah, that's actually very true. Yeah. You know, like the... the uh... If I can't be athletic, at least I can be your muse. <laughs> I want to be like, the universe knows, Claire. Yeah, I, I can't ever work out again ever in my life because my... my... Uh, schedule never lasts for it ever. At least I can inspire you to get a muscle up. Yes. I just... I look at people whose like, Instagram stories is nothing but them working out, aka Jesse Gubbins. I'm thinking of, and looking at you. Oh, yeah. Like, does, does, does she have a job? Is that just her job? No, that's her job now. Oh. She just coaches full time. Yeah. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Because I was like, who are these people? I know. I just work out all day. I start to... Like, I can't it. even... I haven't even posted, like, a single Instagram photo of myself at the gym in, like, <laughs> because I don't go to the gym guys. I know, Claire. It's hard. It's just like the struggle is real when you have a podcast Instagram because I'm like, shit. No, it's, <laughs> you know what? It's so funny though because you guys, Claire's like in charge of our Instagram because she makes it look really pretty and she'll like text me like, hey, can you send me some pictures of the gym? <laughs> So I'm definitely in this place where I'm just in a bad mental spot with it. So whatever. Moving on. It's just just so you guys know, it is so beyond frustrating. I cannot express the level of hatred I have when I go to practice them. And I put it off because I know the level of hatred. So it's huge mental block. I will work through it. It will happen one day. But today I need to have a little bit of a pity party. Can That's how I'm feeling right now about working out in general. I'm like, yeah. I'm never going to work out again. Is it just work and life and never. everything going on yeah. for you? And I, yeah. I ended up canceling my membership at MBS because I was like, I'm just not using it. Like I mm-hmm. haven't, I've been once in February. And like I can't pay for, you know, can't spend that money on a membership I'm not using. Right. 
And because like it doesn't make sense for me to go there at any other time other than lunch, Mm -hmm. it's like just because it's not like that close to my house. It's not there's nothing. I mean, it's super convenient for lunch, but it's not convenient for anything else. So it's not like, oh, if I don't make it for lunch, I can just do it. You know, I can't like just pop in in the morning or something. So and so here's the other thing, too. If my life depended on it, (laughs) I could find a way to get to CrossFit. But what it comes down to, the first biggest thing is that I'm not willing to give up my evenings with Miles because it's the only time I see him. And so like in theory, I could make it to a six o'clock workout on a lot of days when Brandon's not at school. And, you know, like right now his school schedule is very morning heavy and so he has a lot of afternoons off and so he would be able to like you know meet me at the gym by our house we have a couple of gyms within a couple miles of our house he would be able to meet me at one of them at six o'clock take miles and I would work out and then I would come home and then miles would go to bed 15 minutes later so basically all I would see miles for that day would be bedtime yeah that doesn't feel good and like it's just not worth it like that is not worth it I'm not willing to make that sacrifice and I'm not willing to make that sacrifice on a regular basis like if it's like a couple couple times a month then that's fine but and I mean there are so there are already a couple times a month where I don't really see miles in the evening you know whether it's because I come down to your house and and record or we go out to tacos or I have something else going on after work like if I have anything that happens after work I effectively don't see miles that day because that in the morning everything is so rushed and basically like he gets up we feed him we get him dressed put him in the car seat take him to school right like I'm not really like interacting with him really I'm just getting him out the door right and so and he goes to bed so early that he goes by between 7 and 7 30 so like from beginning home from work at 5 30 that's my only window right you know so I'm really like if I really wanted to there are options but I'm not willing to give up that time no I think that's totally fair yeah I think a lot of people I think a lot of people could relate to that can you talk a little bit more though about there's a lot of people who will write us and say oh I feel so guilty or I just don't have the motivation and or I just I really want to work out but I don't have the time and I think you're really speaking to a lot of people who can relate to what you're going through where I don't think you need to feel guilty and I don't think you need to push something into your schedule that realistically right now it just isn't going to happen like it just isn't but and it's hard though too though because it's like this is kind of my you know for the last five years this has been like my one kind of thing that I've had and even when I was pregnant I remember always saying and thinking like you know everything else about my body and about my life is like up in the air but I still have CrossFit you know I haven't really had that and it's been really hard and it's and I'm at the point where I am very seriously considering trying to go to CrossFit at 5 a.m. because I saw that on our Instagram feed where it's like there's a gym quarter mile from my house they have a 5 a.m. workout and I wouldn't be able to do a 5.30 because I will get home you know 6.45 and I have to leave the house at seven between seven fifteen and seven thirty with miles ready to go and like I just can't get myself and a toddler ready in forty five minutes. So, you know, if I could do a five, that would be enough extra time. But I would have to get up at like four thirty in the morning. Yeah. I don't think you're like that's like you're not eight a morning hours. yeah, you're not a morning person, Claire. I'm and really we talked not, about this like, last time. Yeah, but part of me is like, okay, if that's what I have to do at this point, like for this phase of my life, then like that's what I'm gonna have to do because I really don't like I'm realizing and we talked about this last week about how my anxiety has been been really bad and it's been like really bad guys mm. like it's been to the point where like I have spent a lot of time just in bed like I've spent a lot of time I'm not sleeping like I'm not really eating like it's to the point where it's like it's not just like oh I'm feeling anxious it's like I am having like an acute episode in my life right now I recognize that a big part of that is that I don't have any stress outlets it's kind of like well is the balance then gonna be that yeah I'm adding a little bit of stress to my life by sort of going against my 
natural body clock by trying to wake up that early. But like at the end of the day, is it going to be worth it? Because I'm going to feel like I can have that back. And I think, you know, kind of apart from being a literal physical stress outlet, I think something that's hard about it too is feeling like that's my time. And so if I don't even have the ability to, you know, three times a week or whatever, take an hour for myself, then like, you know, that to me sort of just has larger implications in my life, just kind of existentially. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it also kind of comes down to that of like, what am I willing to do to prioritize the things that I need? Yeah, I don't know. There's not a hard thing is like, there's not a good answer right now. mm -hmm. And so like, what is the least bad answer? What if you did like a gym workout in the morning? Or sorry, a garage, like your garage gym? I think I could do something like that. It would all we have is a barbell. I mean, you could just do a bunch of thrusters every morning. (laughs) Yeah, you know me. That's what I'm gonna do. Why didn't I think of that? I think the other thing is like, honestly, and this has been the whole point of CrossFit for me in the first place is like, if I'm not getting up and going to the gym, I'm not motivated. I'm not going to get up and just go down to my garage. Uh, I totally, totally get that. Like I, I signed up for mobility wad and I was like, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna get up like just 30 minutes earlier every day. Like that's nothing that you know, like 30 minutes. And I'm gonna do this mobility wad because I'm like having some weird like tingling and, and like tightness in my back from my desk job and like this can be wonderful i literally have not even done it one time yeah because left to our own devices i completely understand exactly, that yeah. goes off and I'm like, F that. no but if yeah. i'm signed into a workout and i know that like people yeah. are expecting me to be there and like they're you know then i'll get up and go that's why i and think that's kind of the whole yeah point. that's why i think another thing whether it be crossfit or whatever class you're signed up for i think there's value in signing up for something like when i used to go mm-hmm. to 24 hour fitness back in the days of the globo gym and you show up and it doesn't really matter because you're not really signed up you just show up and you're either there or you're not there's not like a wait list or you know there's not like a yeah. certain number of slots for most of their classes and you know not showing up you're like mm, no one notices but I I think that's another reason why over the years for me the motivation it helps so much because then you know that people are there waiting for you and they're like where were you and it helps yeah. so much okay it really does so, so I think you're figuring that out yeah, I'm figuring it out. We'll see. I I reached out. So there's a gym right by my house called Widespread CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty like Brandon actually stopped in there last week. And apparently it's kind of like very old Jay. They're in a little strip mall. They've been open for about a year and a half. They're just, you know, kind of this little suburban community. And so I emailed them and said, hey, you know, can I come drop in sometime this week and see how it goes? But we'll see. Okay. There's just I, I am similar to how you're feeling about muscle ups. I feel like I'm just never going to work out again. Yeah. No more fitness Which, for Claire. No more I'm fitness. Have a, CrossFit podcast and never do CrossFit. <laughs> We're, we'll just switch and start a knitting podcast and we'll talk about knitting things. Oh, I'm also so bad at knitting, Joy. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard about the time I tried to knit? No. Well, I've tried both knitting and crocheting. Okay. I can't figure out how to crochet because I can't keep my like tension right. So I just get super tight. Oh, yeah. And then so, I can't so- like get that thing back in the little hole. And then knitting, like the literally one and only time I ever tried, I almost killed my friend's dog. What? I like <laughs> shot a needle across the room and it like almost stabbed my friend's dog in the eye. Oh my God. What are you freaking Katniss? I don't even, right. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's what the universe is trying to tell me. It's time to take up archery. <laughs> yeah. You know, I tried to knit and it really brought me to archery. I have to say. <laughs> That's a really good story. <coughs> I really wish that that was my, <laughs> that was my story. 
I I was one of those really annoying 20-somethings that started a Stitch and Bitch group, and we would all get together and make scarves, and one year I think everyone got a scarf from me for Christmas, because I could just bang out like 12 of them in a week. Yeah. They're so fun. I haven't done that in a while. Maybe I should do that this year and everyone gets, everybody gets a scarf. <laughs> and you get a scarf. And you get a scarf. That'll be like the, be next... the Oprah of homemade scarves. Oh, which yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone who makes scarves is the Oprah of homemade mm-hmm. scarves. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you're figuring that out, Claire Bear. I am. Yeah, I have faith. Slowly. I have faith. I, I have faith in your ability to figure that out as you have faith in me figuring out a muscle up. <laughs> yeah. That makes you so bad. So mad. Okay, can I read this email? Because last week's show, as serious as it was, brought a lot of fantastic emails. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who took the time to write about last week's episode and sharing your stories about what Claire's going through and what I'm going through. And it just really surprised me. I knew there was probably someone out there that related, but there's a lot of you guys that relate to what we're going through. And it's just, just so you know, we have your back. We're supporting you. We are all in this together. And I just cannot say thank you enough for everyone who wrote. And man, we got some really amazing emails. I want to share one in particular because I think it really covers a lot more of the conversation. After listening to last week's episode, I was like, man, there's so much more that I want to say. But um, this is from Stephanie. This is one of the emails from in response to last week's episode. If you haven't heard it, episode 189, uh, go back and listen. So it says, Hi, Joy, I just listened to your most recent podcast, and I wanted to let you know that you're not alone. In 2012, I began crossfitting and a pretty intense nutritional journey. Over the course of several months, I gradually got leaner and leaner, and my menstrual cycle disappeared. I don't think I noticed the first month, but then noticed the second month. I was so focused on CrossFit and my nutrition, but I didn't leave any room for anything else. Sadly, I lost my menstrual cycle for 18 months, and I have been fighting for my health and wellness since. I now struggle with weight issues and food sensitivities. I work with a nutritional consultant. I crossfit two to three times a week and supplement my workout with yoga and bodybuilding type workouts. I have found that the crossfit environment pushes me too far. I'm competitive with others and myself by nature, and I've had really, uh, really large learning curve. I wanted to let you know that I appreciate you being open and honest with you uh, and with your listeners. I think that is not something that we find ourselves in on purpose, but it just gradually happens. And the finding our way out of our situation, I can sometimes, it can sometimes be much longer than we expect. Uh, Now in 2017, still working on the hormonal dysregulation that I caused by accident. So I just... That is one thing that like totally freaks me out about, it's just crazy that our bodies, like on the one hand, you know, you want to say like your body really knows what to do, but, and that, that's all part of your body knowing what to do is like Mm -hmm. flipping the panic button a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy to me, you know, how many stories we heard about. So many people. You know, I don't want to say it's crazy to me that story of, I didn't really even know and you kind of want to say like from my perspective you know like, like how, how did you not you lot, yeah like how did, like, you, how not did you not know yeah mm-hmm. but like it just kind of goes to show that like you can be doing everything quote-unquote right and be you know it's not like you're not paying attention yeah I think that's the biggest thing that hit me from last week was after because I was listening to the show too because like I don't know I was like man this is really intense and I listened to it again and that's what I noticed was a it was really hard for me to answer those questions because I think there's a there's a little bit of shame of yeah because I I'm so self-aware by day because that's my job. It's like if you were a 
medical doctor, you're not going to treat yourself. You have no objective mind when you're dealing with your own life. So while we know everything in the book of what to do with other people's lives, I don't have an objective view of my life. So it is so far off base to assume that, or, you know, for anyone, anyone at all, to think even though you have so much knowledge about something doesn't mean that you can really kind of have that wake up call for yourself. But I think what Stephanie said too, of just that how for the first month, you're kind of like ignore it. And then you're, uh, you know, as I mentioned last week, I, I thought, well, maybe I'll just kind of bounce back. Maybe this is just something that will, it'll come back eventually. And I ignored it and I ignored it probably just for many reasons. I also like when Stephanie was like, we caused this by accident. And there's a level of like, well, shit, I'm so sorry body like I felt really bad that I did that to my body and I think there's I don't know it kind of made me sad I think it's hard to like when you go into something with such good intentions of like yeah I'm really getting my shit together and then it just like kind of backfires yeah and I think the piece that really hit home for me as well just reading all of your emails listeners that you guys wrote in was that we aren't having this discussion and it's not to say like everybody needs to get serious about this underground problem going on in CrossFit but even no matter what kind of workout that you do um, I was talking about this with another gym member the other day of how we kill ourselves we just think that working out harder is so much better and that you have to be sore or else it doesn't count and really I felt puffy and inflamed on the days when I was like really really pushing it to where you like wanted to bar for puke and now that I've backed off overall just with everything with diet with exercise and like really really treating my body well and making sure I recover your body will thank you for that and I think that's just something I can't state enough is that I was doing too much. There is such a thing as doing too much. And we are in such a society that pushes, you got to get your workout in every day and you have to work hard and all that hustle bullshit that I think we're just really screwing ourselves. I kind of have to wonder too, like, you know, I know that we talk about how both the great thing and also the unrealistic thing about CrossFit is that we tend to really look at those elite level athletes and think like they're just like us and like this has to be the only sport that does that if you are some lifelong basketball player who's in a league you know rec league at the ymca you're not looking at lebron james's instagram thinking like well better get back in the gym is lebron james still even is he still like a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> the only oh yeah basketball player? Mm-hmm. yeah i almost said michael jordan I just, I don't, I don't even like peripherally watch basketball. No, it's um, fine. I have to because I live in a household where, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Scott, that I don't know whether or not LeBron James is uh, even like retired or not. It's um, fine. He's used to me being like, who's that? <laughs> is that a band? <laughs> You're like a Martian. Like a Martian. But you know, like you're not, or if you are, are like training for a marathon, you're not looking at these Olympic marathoners thinking like, well, you know, sh- her diet looks like this. So I guess that's what my diet has to look like. Like I feel like CrossFit has to be one of the only sports where the average Joe is really comparing themselves to the elite level athlete. Right. And I read something recently where it was like, you are more likely as a high school football player to be drafted into the NFL, not directly, but like you are more likely to go from being a high school football player to being a, to playing the NFL than you are to go from the open to the game. Yeah, I think that I think Jason said that someone on our podcast was saying that. Yeah, that it's like CrossFit doesn't want you to think that way no. because they want everybody to be like going hard all the time. But like that's the reality is that like you as an average CrossFitter, maybe you'll you know you might go to regionals or something you know and like a, a, a handful of you, a tiny handful of you, you know I mean how what do we have like seven. 
seven or eight thousand weekly downloads, maybe one of you listening might go to the games. Yeah. And maybe one of you listening is already a games athlete, and so in that case, that counts the rest of us out. Yeah. And in that case, call us. We'd like to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> please email us <laughs> yeah and i you know and yet we're on social media looking at katrin and looking at camille and looking at emily abbott and who knows who else being like well if they're counting their macros i just count my macros they're like well if they're doing you know a rec- if their recovery day is a swim and a 45 minute scat what's that thing the shoulder thing that you do oh yeah crossover symmetry then like that should be my- it's like no right that's that is not a rest day. Like, that is what you do if you are a literal professional athlete. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, and it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the, cool, and the cool thing about CrossFit that we all love is that like everybody kinda is in the same we are all kind of doing the same thing, but we're not. You know, I've always said the fun thing about the games is like you go to the games and you watch them suffer and you're like, Oh, I know how that feels. But yeah. you you don't really but not really. No. I don't know what it's like to do Murph with five hundred degree weather with yeah, it's no. Just and like, I know what it's like to work really hard yes. and in that sense, but like, I don't know what it's like to train eight hours a day for years. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to know what that's like. It was funny because I was thinking about this the other day of, you know, how I used to do races and, you know, group on marathons and it really, it, that had so much to do with that. I used to. Yeah. I mean, I haven't you done You used that. to do group on marathons. Yeah, I used to. I don't do them anymore. I haven't done one. You did one in like September. Did I? No, that was like two years ago. No, didn't you just buy a group I on marathon? I bought a bar class. No, I feel like you, no. anyway. Mm-mm. Irregardless. Irregardless. I was thinking about the mentality behind doing long distance races in the past was because I was doing the exchange food and exercise exchange. And that was a huge reason why I would justify running was, well, I just get to eat whatever I want. And it was in that negative cycle. Now I look at it and go, why would I do that? I don't really enjoy it. It's not fun for me. And it's really harming my body more than it is helping my body. So I, this doesn't have to be a black and white conversation. We're not saying stop working out, but I think what is just so refreshing is to I would encourage everyone to just play an experiment with your body is that if you're having signs of fatigue, you're not recovering, you're always sore, to just back off a day or two, maybe three, give yourself a week off. You're not going to just completely throw out all of your fitness for taking a little bit of a break and see how you feel. And I think that you'll be really surprised to see that your body will thank you for that. And it's, um, I think we go into workouts with such this it's hard because we love it and we love the intensity of it. But I also think that there's that piece of, well, did you work out twice today? I did two wads today or I did, you know, like all the, all the like more mentality I think is just not good. It's not good. You're of less comparing yourself to Katrin Davis that are on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. So I want to finish really quick with what Stephanie said um, at the end here. She says, I hope that your recovery is fast and you find your balance quickly. I appreciate your transparency. There was no one talking about these things when I started my journey. And I still think that they are under talked about. The aesthetics of CrossFit demonstrates most of the time can make us a little crazy. I have unfollowed most CrossFit athletes and paleo bloggers who post pictures of themselves as not to have a trigger of where I used to be and as a means to not use that as my goal. So that I felt like was really interesting too, because I think there's 
times when we follow people, and I would encourage people to kind of evaluate this too, is if you are following someone and you're looking at them going, oh, I don't look like that, I want you to unfollow immediately because your reaction when you're looking at Instagram should be, or any social media should be positive, should be encouraging, should be, wow, that's great, but my homework assignment for everyone, I feel like I'm giving everyone homework right now. (laughs) This is the homework episode, is to the year of less, is the year of less intensity, the year of less criticism, the year of less comparing yourselves to social media. So by that is if you find yourself going through, scrolling through and thinking negative thoughts about yourself or I don't have that or, oh, I wish I had that. It's fine to be like, oh, that's a good goal. But if you're doing it more from a place of I suck, I want you to stop following that person. I had to do that when I've undefinitely followed some people from our account and from my personal account where I'm like, all you post is like selfies of your muscles. And like, I'm really happy for you that you are, you know, like I could, I could give a crap whether people post, you know, but like for me, it's like if that's all I see from that person, then I start to think like, well, maybe I should be doing more of that. Yeah, because I mean, I don't want to hate on people who have that self-love to put themselves out there that way. But I think in no, terms I of could, like I said, that's I great. But for my reaction, my reaction tends to be, oh, yeah. man, I wish I looked like that or oh, whatever, whatever. So I think that, you know, if when I'm in a better place to kind of view that stuff, I'll be like, you go, girl. But Right now, there's certain things where I'm like, oh, man, like this just doesn't do nice things for my psyche. I had this really interest. I heard something somewhere. I can't remember if it was a a podcast, but do you remember the first time that you were kind of like aware of your size or your body like as a kid? I had like a really awkward chubby kid phase in like fourth and fifth grade. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I really knew that at the time. Okay. Just looking back. Because I, I mean, and no, I just from what I know of you, I feel like you had such a healthy upbringing around body and just just your size in general because I remember you even saying like I never <laughs> you you really were like Katie Heron where you're like I didn't really think about skinny or fat or you know having big thighs or big whatever yeah I mean I think like in the in the moment I probably did more so than kind of what I remember but it didn't apparently put a huge impression on me I do remember that when I was in middle school when I first started my period like ever I got it was like really regular and so my doctor put me on birth control for like a couple months to you know to kind of like try to get me in the cycle Mm -hmm. and I gained like 10 pounds maybe and I do remember my parents being worried about it and I remember that like I actually joined the track team which like can you imagine me on the track team no I can't yeah I joined the track team to like keep myself from gaining weight and I remember that it was so hard and I was so it was so hard for me that I lost my voice because I was breathing so hard Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, so I remember after the first day, just like all they did the first day was take us all through like two hours of just drills. And I had never done anything like that before in my life. And I lost my voice because I was breathing so hard. Hey, at least you're working hard. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I like literally almost died, Joy. (laughs) But you weren't around like girls like hearing them talk about their bodies or guys or you weren't around that. The focus when I was in middle school and even elementary school, like fifth grade, which mm-hmm. is weird to think about, was boobs. It really it was, like, <laughs> it was just boobs. It was boobs. I swear to God, like no one could give a crap what else your body looked like. It just mattered if you had boobs. And I didn't. And so it was like, uh, there's nothing I can do about this. Well, at the time there wasn't. And then I went and got had fake boobs for like yeah. three years. But that's why I had that's why, you know, that's like because for me, it was like that was what it was. It didn't matter what else you looked like. If you had boobs, like then you then that was it. <laughs> and so puberty is so weird. Weird. Can we just agree? So weird. So weird. 
But I remember it was one of those things where it was like, it was such, you know, like the the touch 22 double standard where it was like, well, you have to have boobs, but if you do have boobs and everybody like starts rumors about how you stuff your bra. Totally. (sighs) You just can't win in middle school. You cannot win. No, you can't. I See, being in the dance world, I was always very aware. I think that's probably why I'm so messed up today, but I just, I'm kidding. I'm fine. I I do know that my struggles in the past really had to do with being in the dance world and comparing myself to comparing myself to all the girls that were ballerina types because I definitely was not (laughs) that type. Yeah, that's not quite your body type. No, but it's really funny because not funny, but I look back, I'm like, man, if I could just tell that girl, like, you don't have to be like everyone else, just chill. But all the. All the dancers were just so flexible and so teeny and so everything was very lean and long and I was not flexible. I had very large shoulders and large muscles and, you know, same as I am now. But I don't know. I just I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about like the when was the first time you really were aware of your body and your size and comparing yourself. And I'm like, wow, that's a really good thing for us to think about of kind of where all of this stems from and to challenge your well, beliefs. Also, yeah. That makes me think like how many years of my life have I spent worrying about this? Oh, and, my like, God. That's kind of what I get mad about. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking about this too earlier because like I have been back on the macro train now for a good four months and I haven't the last like two or I took about two weeks off and then kind of got, got back on this week I have not really I haven't like really seen that many results and really like I've lost like two pounds in five weeks or I'm no, really trying to lose weeks. three pounds I literally it's been more than five, it's been like 13 weeks <laughs> and it's like that's a lot of effort to put in and be like oh I'm not even losing weight and then it, it's like so you know what if I do lose 10 pounds like I still am about 10 pounds heavier than I was when I before I got pregnant in the mile so what if I lose 10 pounds I'm just gonna want to lose 10 more pounds or you know it's like there's always gonna be something always going to be something and I think I'm finally like kind of starting to realize that and it's not that like the like shitty thing about that is that that that, that realization doesn't make me think well that's stupid I should just stop wanting to lose 10 pounds it makes me think like well let me reassess when I do lose these 10 pounds, you know, like, oh, okay, well, in that case, when I lose these 10 pounds that I know I really want to lose, then I'll, I'll, you know, reality check myself, like, that I still don't like kick myself out of that habit. But it just, you know, even when I was at my lowest weight or at my strongest or any of those things, like, I still didn't feel any more satisfied with my body than I do right now. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? I just saw Brooke Ends post something about this too. She had this amazing photo shoot and she posted on the caption that she, I mean, the photo was just beautiful. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but the the caption was like, I almost didn't show up to this photo shoot. I didn't really want to do it because I wasn't feeling confident in my body. I cannot believe I thought that way. You know, it, like, of course, it's Brooke Ends, but she has those days and she was like, I'm really trying to put the message out there for females to feel strong in their bodies. And especially if you have a strong body type. And she went on to kind of talk about her dance background and how she felt like that being a dancer I'm like wow I totally relate to that but just even her saying in a year from now are you gonna look back and be like my body so I mean I it's it's this deep dark hole that is never going to be satisfied so I think where people get confused is if they let go of that they're just going to go to the other side and be like sitting on a couch eating bonbons all day but really I think the conversation is okay no matter how much weight you have to lose can you just focus on being healthy and happy at whatever size and then of course you can it's not to say don't have goals but I'm also thinking like you know for you what are those 10 pounds 
sounds really mean. Like, are you going to sit and be like pissed off every single day? Or are you just going to be like, well, we'll figure it out. I'm going to work on a plan. I'm going to work out. I'm going to try to be healthy. I'm going to enjoy my family and stress less and sleep. And you know what I mean? Like, I also think that for most of these things, there is sort of like an underlying it, you know, because for me, like those 10 pounds basically are like symbolize the fact that I still, you know, have yet to really get back a lot of the PRs I used to have or, you know, I still have yet like, you know, I'm not in a, like a, a consistent workout routine. And so I think, you know, if I if I take a step back and look at it, it's like, OK, whether or not I lose the weight, what I really want to get out of this is like, you know, I want to get back to doing cross regularly. OK, great. That's something that I can focus on. And that's something that I feel like is, a, you know, well, maybe not more attainable in this moment, but, you know, it's like a little bit more streamlined. Mm -hmm. But I also think that it's like, you know, if the appearance thing really is a big part of it, then my kind of next step is like, well, what else can you do? Can you dress better? Can you, you know, go out and buy some clothes that are really well made that really flatter your body? Can you, you know, get your hair done or spend more time on your hair? Like, I feel like I've talked about this, that like when I was really pregnant and just hated my life and had like couldn't, you know, I was just really uncomfortable and I made it a point every single day to get up and blow dry and curl my hair because it was like I have everything from the neck down is just a total shit show but I can do my hair and I can do my makeup and like that can make me feel human I remember that and it really worked Mm -hmm. and you know so like what can I take away from that if it's like you know on days where it's like man I just felt and you know even if I did even if I was brookends you know I still would wake up mornings and feel bloated the way that she you know wakes up and still feels like I just am not feeling good about my body so like on those days what other tools can you employ to be like you know what today my body is not really you know my torso is not really the way I want it to look and so I'm gonna put on this dress that I know I look killer in and you know curl my hair and not have to worry about it I think it was Tim Gunn who does the uh oh gosh Project Runway Project yeah make it work but he I heard on an interview him talking about how beautiful clothes are not meant to be comfortable And he's like, do you want to look good or do you want to be comfortable? And I'm like, well, I kind of want both. But I get what he's saying is there's a lot of really amazing outfits that there's times when I look in my closet. I'm like, oh, I just don't feel like wearing that today because it just isn't comfortable, but it's amazing. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think you have to kind of just put on some amazing clothes some days and just rock it. I mean, some some of my favorite heels are like so painful, but I'm like, I love these so much. I remember reading a uh, like a little mini kind of expose, I guess you would call it, on him. I forget where it was. It might have been the New York Times, might have been, who knows. But it was talking about how he like literally always wears a suit. Like if you, they asked him a question like, okay, Sunday morning, you're running down to the corner store to buy the newspaper and a bag of coffee. You're, you know you're not going to run into anyone you know. What do you wear? And he was like, I would wear, you know, slacks and a blazer. He's so great. It was like. I mean, and and I, of course, being married to the fashion guru, I am always aware of just when you look good, it does something to your confidence. So I agree with like Mm -hmm. going back to the doing something for yourself that makes you feel good. I just have to have to add one more thing too is while you're talking about like the 10 pounds of, you know, wanting to lose that, I kind of want to do like the flip side, not to be like, I know this kind of sounds like assholey, but you guys understand what I'm saying is like, when I look back last year of when I was 10 pounds lighter, that to me it was a mind screw because I look back now, I'm like, oh, I just, I was in a horrible place. And mm-hmm. coming back, rebounding and gaining that weight back, I had to, I had to really get my mind right about that because I thought, well, my, my body could go to that weight. Why didn't it stay at that weight? And that mm-hmm. was really hard for me because I felt like I was working really hard and then my body was pushing against it. And then accepting now, I'm like, oh, my body's just like, hey, dude, we need to be here, please. Um, and the same level, it all comes down to acceptance, right? Like we all just have 
to go, I'm good. I feel like, what does that mean? What did it mean that I had to like get back to that 10 pounds less than I am now or whatever? You know, I was really, really tied to that. It it really screwed me over. Yeah, it's just crazy to me how much like that number. Oh my God. We can make fun of it, but like it's real. Yeah. So then we just like throw up our hands and say, let's go get tacos and have fun with our friends because that's what life is about. Not the fucking scale. So uh, on that note, I also want to just add because last week we talked about how I know it's probably confusing to some of our listeners as well that we count macros still and that we mentioned that we're both counting macros. I do just want to say maybe at some point we will get to a point where we can kind of discuss it in more detail of like what we're doing and why we're doing it. And I I feel a little bit like a hypocrite of joy if you went through all that stress from last year, why are you still counting macros? Because I like I said before, I feel like I'm in a place where if I have a really good relationship with it and that took a long time to get to, but am I going to do it forever? Is it a rigid thing? Absolutely not. And I want to be very clear that it does not have to be a rigid thing, but I think that's another episode for a later date. Did you, I'm going to end with this because we have to sign off, but have you seen the show, speaking of crazy body shit, that Khloe Kardashian is perpetuating into this society? She has a show called Revenge Body. I have not seen the show. Okay. Because I value my sanity. Yeah, I haven't watched but it I either. I heard tell of such things. Yeah, I saw the previews for it. And I just want to say I want to stab the television every time I see a commercial for it. And I cannot believe <sighs> freaking Kardashians. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what to say other than like, why? I guess I don't even have to say anything because I know all of our listeners are nodding in agreement going, yeah, it's such bullshit. Just bullshit. So everyone noodle on that. Why we have body issues is because of shit like that. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness okay so wrapping up we have taken like a, a turn for the potty mouth I, know. The... <laughs> I was doing so well i actually last week was saying fudge a lot i was like fudge sickle and i was not cussing as much not on the podcast but just in my life because i do that's really funny yeah i know a couple of weeks ago or a couple weeks ago this was like months ago when we went to go visit nana my grandparents nana and papa in arkansas when was that like november mm-hmm. we were playing dominoes with my grandma and she kept saying oh fiddlesticks oh <laughs> I was like, you say that. You're like the only person on this planet who can get away with saying that, that in a totally so non-ironic way. That is so cute. Fiddlesticks. I like when people say shut the front door. Shut the front door. That's my other favorite one. Okay. So we have, we sold out Costa Rica. Super excited about that. We have our Girls Gone Wad episode 200 party, April 29th. It's a Saturday afternoon. Please, please, please come to the party. We would love to meet you and put on a live show for y'all. The open. I'm so excited to see how everyone does. Tag us in your photos. We want to see everyone doing their best. And yes, please just tag us in all the social media because this is an exciting time for CrossFit. I have butterflies. It's like Christmas. This is this is when it all starts because then it's like, regionals. It's like Christmas except your gift is pain. Oh, but such good pain. Oh my goodness. I right. I really hope to see Dave Castro in cornrows again. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave that there. On that note. On that note. Good luck. Seventeen one. Don't go crazy. Woo! Take it easy. Have fun. We love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>